Hi, welcome back. Episode 4, Anxiety, Part 2, Notorious MFD. I'm your host, Will Sanchez. Now, uh, the previous segment, I described a couple of of, uh, anxiety categories to discuss. As I mentioned, anxiety is is a very large, very large emotional experience. So today, for this topic... Uh, we'll be discussing social anxiety disorder, otherwise known as social phobia. As described, the main feature of this is, you know, a large fear of being the focus of attention or the subject of criticism. You know, people here may worry that they'll do something silly, something embarrassing, uh, something that they could be criticized for or seen as as weak or or stupid um, in front of other people. Um, you know, it's experienced in many, in many different social situations. So there's no, it does not discriminate to your, uh, you know, eighth grade science project presentation. It's all over the place. <laughs> it's all over the place. And a lot of this social worry uh, really leads to avoidance. A lot of people find themselves avoiding tons of experiences like my first step my uh the first segment of this episode i talk about how you know anxiety becomes a detriment when you start avoiding things and this is one of the things that happens uh for example speaking in front of others uh maybe asking questions uh you know eating in front of people uh writing being the center of attention in general i don't know if you if you notice you're you need to present something or you have to walk through a crowded room uh, or, or worse yet, you're there's a meeting, everyone's facing the speaker. You're not the speaker, but the entrance to that meeting is at the front of the room. So it's like a quick glance to the left or to the right to see you stumbling in the front door. Oh, and by the way, you've arrived late. Yes, adding a little salt there to the wound. <laughs> you're, you're, you're late, you're sweaty, you're breathing all heavy because your anxiety symptoms have taken and uh, now you've become a bit of the center of the attention in that room and I'm sure some of you are kind of just cringing at that fact as uh, it's a very common experience and for sure I mean you you would be very much in the right place listening to the right thing right now social activities lunches dinners parties uh, gatherings, events, you know, anything that has to do from work, play, personal, you know, you find yourself slowly inching towards the background. Now, again, in the first episode, or the first segment of the episode, I asked, you know, what what are we looking at here? The, the example was um, the smoke detector, right? Smoke detector and uh, what's the fire? What's the fire here socially? I mean, take a minute to think, you know, we're we're in a situation where there's a lot of fear of public speaking. You know, there's a lot of jobs. School requires it. You know, and a lot of times people will say, you know, I'm just, I'm afraid to say the wrong thing. I'm afraid to, you know, just stumble on the words. I'm afraid someone will answer, ask a question, and I don't know the answer. And that is all fine. That is all normal. Now, again, what's that fire? Seemingly, you're a social butterfly on an individual basis. You can strike up a conversation with a complete stranger one-on-one. Almost 
comfortable in your element, you know, not questioning anything, just being present. Add a couple more people to that mix and you get lockjaw. I don't know. Most times when I work with people and there's a social anxiety component, there is a lot of perceived judgment. There's a lot of perceived judgment and for some reason there is a lot of effort either consciously or subconsciously to let's say create the image in the other person's mind. Or to create no image. To not even be there. Now, for me, I guess personal experience going through some of this, as I mentioned before, I've got some some anxiety and some is an understatement. Uh, <laughs> so when it comes to the social aspect of it, for sure, I am dreading. I am dreading any kind of looks because a part of me is just so uncomfortable with that kind of attention. I... I'm not really big on birthdays and uh, not that they're bad, but the idea that, you know, the cake comes out and it's just you or it's a thing for people to say, you know, happy birthday and address you um, directly. Like, it's nice. Nothing against that. You know, I love all the support and the love I get. It's just um, it gets it gets uncomfortable for me from time to time and, you know, doing my own work going through my own process, understanding the kind of perceived judgment, understanding the kind of self-esteem work it takes to move past social anxiety, social phobia. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Some people move past it quite easily. Some people might think it's just a phase. But again, we refer to that fire. What do you think that fire is about? Think about the last time you were like in a waiting room. Well, I guess, you know, COVID, uh, <laughs> you're not necessarily waiting in a waiting room with strangers. You're now doing everything online. And I guess just remember the, <laughs> the last time you were out in public. How many of you were at a restaurant and needed to go to the bathroom or at a movie theater or at a dinner party or at a party or at some kind of gathering and you just held it because you might have been too scared to get up walk across the room and risk some of these glancing eyes and then feel that just that cringeworthy attention That's an easy example. I'm sure some of you guys, or, or not, you may have missed out on some opportunities because of this perceived acknowledgement that may have come your way. And the acknowledgement could be positive and negative. A lot of things that I teach the people I work with when they have a hard time with, let's say, accepting compliments or criticism or both, that leads to a lot of social anxiety, that leads to a lot of the the isolation or that leads to a lot of their avoidance is practicing acceptance. I kind of made a, I kind of grimaced after I said that because I, I, <laughs> I can imagine 
acceptance being easier said than done. Here's the thing. Just take a minute. Let's experience this for a second. Whatever your whatever commentary comes your way that may trigger some social anxiety, let's just let's just play with this for a minute. If I was to say, "Oh man, uh, you were late. Uh, of course you're late. You're a terrible employee. <laughs> you're an awful employee." Or uh, you're, "Oh man, you're a client." And I'm like, "Oh man, you're late to session. Uh, you're not a very good client." Okay, take that for a minute. Just simmer in that. Then the other side of it is, you know, I really appreciate your attendance. Your engagement is great. You're an excellent client. Or as an employee, you work really hard. Great job. Keep it up. I really appreciate your work ethic. Now, why do I bring this up? In some cases, for some people, it's easier to accept one or the other. You're seemingly sticky to the negative commentary and slippery to the positive or vice versa. And not that either one is a problem, but, um, you know, in some cases, some people can make it work when some commentary comes their way, some acknowledgement comes their way and it sticks or it doesn't stick. You know, when we look at the social anxiety component of it, the fire that I've seen Um, the fire that I've seen really comes down to accepting some of these compliments, accepting some of the acknowledgement. You know, some people do good work. Some people are pleasant. Some people do deserve the compliments. They might avoid that too. It might make them uncomfortable, but you have to ask yourself why. Some people anticipate negative commentary, criticism. They'll avoid that. And then again, we'll have to ask ourselves why. For the most part, the social anxiety component, the social phobia component has a lot to do with fear of how others perceive you. Now imagine sitting with one person and carrying on in conversation in that moment, you most likely could gauge their agreeableness with you. Multiply that by 5, 10, 15, 20 people. I can only imagine what's going on in your mind, trying to, to just put together you know, an accumulative review of yourself. Almost as if you want to think for those other people, you want to feel for those other people. It's a lot of work. And in some cases, if you can't get a solid gauge of the agreeableness, you may avoid it. Let's take the let's take the speaking, public speaking um, idea. Lots of fear comes to people with that. Lots of lots of anxiety comes to people with that idea. So, you know, it's not natural for everybody. Some people do it really well good for them. Some people don't. Good for them. Some people practice and they get better. Great for them. The underlying theme is still the discomfort, the fire. The symptom of it could be 
the nervousness, the jitteriness, all that. But the thing about anxiety is that, again, it teaches you something. All your emotions do. And in this particular subset, in this little subcategory we're talking about, social, you know, what is it that your anxiety is teaching you about your social situations? Most often times, I get the impression from the people I work with, the there's a perceived judgment. You know, you might be projecting some of your judgment. How you might think about you becomes very loud in your mind. Therefore, it could lend itself to maybe that's how the people in the audience think about me. You know what? Might be true for one or two people. It may not be true at all for others. And for a large percentage of it, the people in the audience are probably thinking the same thing about themselves. How do you get past this? How do you get past this social phobia, this, this anxiety for public speaking or being in large gatherings? How do we get past this? Well, there's a lot of self-talk that needs to come. There's a lot of socializing skills that need to be mastered. You know, there's, um, I was, I work with someone and they talk about a, a shy people's group. And I, I thought it was funny because it's a, it's a group specifically designed for people who are shy. So I'm imagining a group of people getting together somewhere as, as individuals coming together as a group, but then just sticking to themselves out of their shyness. But that's not true. The feedback I get is there's tons of collaboration, conversation, interaction, because the, the common understanding of it is, I'm shy, you're shy, I'm nervous, you're nervous. Let's talk about that. Part of mastering social anxiety, at least in my opinion, is taking on the effort of curiosity. Now, with respect, of course. I think I mentioned in my emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence podcast is that, you know, as soon as you identify and label your experience for you, it's easier to accept it and move forward. How we move forward is by being curious of the other person. You know, we're social creatures, we're social beings. Um, I practice this approach that uh, lends itself to a large component of community of socializing. You know, I give you interventions, you work with me, I give you interventions that are meant to push you past this social limit. My interventions are designed to help you acknowledge what comes up for you in these social these social activities so we can reflect back on on what you could do to to manage your sidestep I know for me um, let's see for me from time to time like I was that person who would 
try to avoid getting up at a restaurant to walk through the crowded restaurant to find the restroom. I was a person who took the wrong order or the cold order because I was afraid to raise my hand and say, you know, this this isn't it because of the attention. And it seems backwards because if you know me, you know I wear two different color socks. And you think, man, this guy like just craves it. Which, you know what, we all do. And I would imagine, yes, to a degree, I do for sure. But I guess I crave it the way I want it. Now remember, I asked you to keep this in mind. Keep this in the back of your mind, in your back pocket, whatever's most comfortable for you. There's that element of control with anxiety. So in a social situation, what might be just out of your control that may trigger the anxiety? What's stoking the fire? Control's a big thing for us anxious people. If it's not done the right way or if it's not done at the certain time, it's really anxiety provoking. I get concerned. Remember anxiety? I said it earlier. Anxious future depressed past so what am i future tripping about what are all these like social beings around me as i perceive them so comfortable so confident so smooth in this uh, in, in this large gathering and i myself not so much but there's that judgment Some of us may judge ourselves so harshly in these social situations that we are the ones that are, we are our own barriers. Has anyone ever told you, come on, just put yourself out there? How scary is that? You want me to, you want me to put myself out there? Do you know how scary out there is? Do you know how judgmental, do you know how critical it is out there? out there. I'm not putting myself out there. Typically, the buddy system works best. Typically, some role modeling behavior. Typically, you know, we call it acting as if. You kind of act as if you're the most confident person in the room. Seemingly, it follows. Now, again, you know, anxiety teaches you about something, but what is it teaching you personally about yourself in those social situations? When you think to yourself, the last time you felt that nervous, public speaking, for example, what got you past it? Or what what kept you from crossing that barrier? At the end of it all, just not caring it gets exhausting trying to facilitate your image in other people's minds let them have their opinion it's just an opinion let them think what they want for themselves you know why? because you're damn well thinking what you want for yourself Does your worry, does your concern affect any of them out there? 
No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. So, so with respect to the the social norms, the community norms of the the community, the group that you're in, you obviously want to abide by some of those rules, and that's what I mean by you know you don't care, but you still have, you know, you still stick to that plan. Uh, you know, you just put a little less weight in your surroundings. I wonder what that voice is in the back of your mind. You're in a group of people. The voice gets a little louder. Does it sound like anyone? Does it remind you of anybody? If it does, I'd suggest addressing it. who or what that voice is in your mind it's not doing you any good it could be a little helpful sometimes it could give you a little bit of an edge but sometimes for some of us we get pushed over it it really keeps us from living a fulfilling social engaging lifestyle Welcome to the anxious, depressed cycle. I'm too anxious to get engaged, and now I'm too sad <laughs> to break out of it. I laugh because it seems so simple to break. And yet we're handcuffed by this imaginary entity giving us mixed messages about ourselves. So, as I mentioned before, we've got a couple segments to work through. This was social anxiety. I've got OCD. I've got PTSD. Um, I do have a special guest for PTSD. It's going to be real fun. So tune in, and I think you'll like it. Should be good. So that's your uh, that's your social anxiety little clip here. Um, I hope you social beings can move past the anxiety, acknowledge it, feel it, simmer in it, and move past it. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for pushing play.